Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Series 5, episode, unlucky for some, 13. I'm your host, Jazz Wilson, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Lucy Wilson. Hello. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Good. Yes, good, thank you. And Tom is over in the other studio. He shall be with us a little later. Anyway, on with the show. So let's kick it off, as we always do, with a little bit of... Album of the Week! Yeah! It is Album of the Week, and it was my choice of Man of La Mancha. Lucy, what did you think of it? Um, oh, she's giving me that face. <laughs> so it's not going to be good, guys. Prepare yourself. I can actually listen to it the whole way through, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, my God. I think we've got an It's All An Act exclusive. Lucy couldn't listen to. I mean, I physically did have the time to get through it, but I just couldn't. Why? Tell us. It was heavy and repetitive and very loud not my style of musical i would say um yeah i just did not enjoy it i'm afraid was was there anything about it that you enjoyed from a outsider's perspective it's a very grand album so i can respect that i absolutely can it's very well done but just the style, repetitive nature and full-on <laughs> way that the album was, was just not for me, I'm fair afraid. Enough. That's fair enough. And that's exactly why we do Album of the Week. So we get to experience something that we normally wouldn't mm. listen to. So we're not listening to the same songs, the same tra- mm. soundtracks all the time. I mean, yeah, I'm glad I listened to it. It made me realise that I do have a type of musical I like. Okay, good. Um, Because I thought I was quite open-minded, but no, that definitely wasn't for me. Fair enough. To the point where almost as I was listening to it, I was getting annoyed. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I can't anymore. Okay. Uh, It's very, very full on. So how many mics are you going to give it? I'm afraid I'm going to have to give it one today. Or one, okay. That's Sorry. fair enough. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. And did you have a favourite song or is it just... It, they just all go into the next song to my ears. Okay. I don't know what you felt though. You may have had a different opinion. <laughs> yes. So I didn't mind it. It's not my favourite. It's not something I'd listen to, but it is very traditional it is very west side story-esque so if you like that sort of thing then this is probably right up your street i like west side story Mm. interesting it is very male heavy though i found that might also be it it was a very operatic male voice the whole way through it was just too much for me yeah well i'm gonna give it a two mics one of my favourite, and I probably wouldn't listen to it again, but I'm glad that I listened to it. 
It's opened my mind. I don't think it's a bad album. It's not made badly or poor music. It's very well done and the music is very well written. It's just not to our tastes, I think it's fair to say, isn't it? Yeah. It's no criticism of the actual album itself, just not our thing. No, exactly. I did have a favourite song, though, Oh, which was quite good. It was A Little Gossip. The song, second from the end. How did that go? (laughs) I can't remember. And I'm not going to sing it for copyright reasons. I mean, we know about copyright, Colin. What I will say is, I think I know why it wasn't such a big hit. So this musical is based on the second best-selling book ever. And... I will mess up the title. Don Quix. Don Quix. Is that how you pronounce it? Don Quix or Don Quix. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So second. Very, very famous. I'm surprised you haven't heard of that before. No, I hadn't. And I was like, wow. Okay. So second best-selling book of all time ever books since Mm -hmm. the history of books began to then transform that into musical like the hype is already there you've given it high expectations those high expectations are then not met and also you write a book knowing that it's going to be received as a book do you know what i mean true some some do transfer well yes but some are written to be a book Based on, just yeah. based on. So, but, oh well, not all albums are for everyone. And that is exactly what I love about Album of the Week. We've listened to something. Have we liked it? No, it's not been to our liking. But I remember back our first Album of the Week, Eugenius, never heard that before, listened to it, fell in love with it. Sometimes it goes that way. Sometimes it goes the other way. Listen to something. You're like, oh, I haven't heard this before. Oh, that's why I haven't heard this before. Because it doesn't fall into what my ears like. So just, I've done a little bit of research while you've been talking about it. Because I was sitting thinking, I'm pretty sure I've seen this at the Royal Opera House. Um, And turns out I possibly have... maybe not actually seen it, but I've seen it advertised because it is actually a ballet. Wow. Um, So there you go. I knew I knew the name. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why um, it's a Carla Acosta production and it was created for the Royal Ballet in 2013. Ah. It's also an opera. And it was last on stage uh, between the 15th of February and the 4th of April 2019 as part of the winter season at the Royal Opera House. Very cool. So there you go. Very good indeed. Okay, so that's what we thought of Man of La Mancha. But what did you think? Get in touch and let us know. It's all on act at outlook.com or contact us on any of our social media platforms. So now, Lucy, as that was my pick, it's over to you. What did you choose for Album of the Week? I have chosen 
Actually, I'm going to give you a clue. The composer of this album has been a little in the spotlight at the moment regarding the government restrictions not lifting. Is he a lord? He is. Is it Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber? It is one of his shows. Okay. So, is it a well-known show? I would say yes. Oh, okay. Definitely. So, it's not JCS. We've already had that. Um, Sunset Boulevard? No, I would say that is not one of his most... I would say this one is more popular than that one. Oh, okay. Uh, Joseph? No, not that popular. Okay. Somewhere in between. It's not Cats either. Uh, Yeah, that was my next... (laughs) Which leaves you with? Tell me. Put me out of my misery. Starlight Express. Starlight Express. I'd love to see that show. Do you know what? I haven't listened to this album. Do you know what it's about? Not really, no. It's about a train. Yeah, I knew that, but I didn't know really how much deeper it went. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering that's as deep as it goes, it's a very long album. It's about an hour and 40 minutes. Just what Lloyd Webber likes to do. Well, he, yeah. A coat, a cross, a train, a cat. Like, keeps it simple. I'm, I like it. I'm not sure I would say <laughs> that they're simple. <laughs> You're digging yourself in a hole here. No, just simple terminology, you know. Starlight Express. I'm excited for this, actually. I've heard a few tracks because they just dip into my Spotify every now and again, but I've not listened to it all as an album. So it should be good fun. You're welcome. Wonderful. So our album that we are listening to until the next episode is Starlight Express. If you want to listen along with us, please do and let us know what you think of it. You can get hold of us via email. It's all an act at outlook.com or you can contact us on any of our social medias. It's all an act pod and you will find us there. Album of the week. Yeah. Okay. On to our next section. And Tom, it's with you, so take it away. Hi, guys. Thank you for the handover. Uh, Before we get started with today's section, um, I just needed to come clean about something. Um, I lied to you all. And I'm sorry. I hope you can forgive me. Um... It was a terrible thing to do, and I have learned from it, and I will not do it again. Um, on last episode, uh, I told you that uh, I would be reviewing um, Annie this week, uh, and instead of re- watching and reviewing Annie, um, it- it's actually going to be pushed back to next week because I went to see In the Heights this week. And I went to an actual cinema. How cool is that? Um, yeah. Uh, so 
It was a, a bit of a surprise trip um, because I didn't realise In the Heights was out this soon. I thought it was uh, July for some reason, but, uh, you know, the dates have been moved around all that much. So um, Annie will be next week, but In the Heights, come on, we've got to talk about that. Um, okay, firstly, this film's been delayed by a year. Was it worth the wait? I think it was. I'll say that straight off the bat. Um, if you haven't seen or heard about In the Heights, um, it's set in Washington Heights in uh, New York, and it's all about um, sort of people uh, that, that live in Washington Heights kind of just, just I guess, going about their daily lives. Uh, and it's all about sort of the struggles that that group of people face and... It follows a guy called Usnavi who wants to move back to the Dominican Republic where his family's from. Um, but then it's also sort of all about kind of money and uh, love and relationships and stuff like that. Um, it was uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, piece. It was his, like one of his, it came before Hamilton basically. So, um, and it's finally getting the recognition that it deserves because in my opinion, In the Heights is just as good as Hamilton. Um it doesn't try quite as hard as Hamilton, which I think is something to be really, you know, respected about that. Um, but yeah, so uh, I would highly recommend you go and see it. It's directed by uh, John Chu, I believe. Let me just double check that before I before I say that wrong. Yeah, John Chu, um, who also did Crazy Rich Asians, if you've seen that. Um, he's a cool director, and I think he was a really, really great choice for In the Heights. Um God, go to an actual cinema. It's so great. It's the the last time I went was to see Onward, which was like last March, just before lockdown. And this is the longest I think I've ever been without going to the cinema. And it felt good to be back. Although uh, I would like to make an announcement to the two women that sat behind us and spoke through the whole film um, at full volume and also videoed part of the film with the flash on and also were on the phone at some point. Um, yeah, don't go to a cinema. Don't pay for a ticket if you're going to do that. That's just a general, just a general announcement. A PSA, if you will. Anyway, um, let's talk about the film because oh my god, it's it's great. It's really feel good and happy and fun. Um, it's it, it's missing a couple of the songs from the musical, and I was surprised to find out that there's they've put dialogue in. It's not wrapped or sung all the way through like the musical um which i thought was a an interesting choice and i don't know if that's a choice that was sort of forced upon the filmmakers or if that was their vision from the start um i think it was a cool decision but i'd also really really love to see a version that is the same as the stage version like can you imagine if they did hamilton and they took out some of the songs and put dialogue in i think people would would be a bit annoyed, but I guess they have slightly more creative liberties within the Heights because it's not as well known. Um, but yeah, there's some amazing Hamilton Easter eggs in there. Um, so <laughs> if you uh, if you don't want spoilers, then uh, I'm only going to give like two little Easter eggs that I spotted. I spotted more than this, but these are the only two I can remember. Um, just skip ahead, maybe like 30 seconds. Uh, but there's a, a guy who runs an ice cream van who is played by Christopher Jackson. Doesn't have any lines, uh, but Christopher Jackson played George Washington in Hamlet. Sorry, in Hamilton. Goodness. Um, and also someone's on the phone at some point 
uh, on hold and the whole music is you'll be back in like a sort of midi version which i thought was great um yeah like like i said there's some other really good sort of hamilton easter eggs hidden hidden in there but you'll have to go and watch it and and find those out um anthony ramos as usnavi is amazing he's so great um he was really perfect casting for that role i think i didn't see him as usnavi until i watched the film and then it's just like oh this is genius casting um yeah there's some also kind of what feel like breakout stars anyway then the people i hadn't seen before so we've got um Corey hawkins leslie grace melissa barrera uh, and Gre- uh, i think his name's gregory diaz um who plays sunny they're they're all really fantastic and it's nice to see sunny played by someone that I don't know how old he is, but at least looks the age that Sonny's supposed to be. Because when I saw in the Heights at the King's Cross, Sonny was uh, sort of mid-twenties. Whereas I think, you know, Sonny's supposed to be pretty, fairly young. Um, sort of like not even at college age. Um, yeah, we've also got to talk about uh, Olga. Mer- I think her name is Merides, but I could be wrong because th- these guys are all sort of Latino, Hispanic. Um, names. So apologies if there's any pronunciation issues. Uh, but she play she plays um, Abuela, and she is really great. She's got a really cool song, um, and yeah, I thought I thought the cast were really really strong, which which is was really great because they kind of need to be for a film like this. Um, Lin Manuel Miranda is in it. He plays the Piragua guy, and I said that funny Piragua guy. Um, and I gotta say it. it, it because they've cut some of the songs out, not all of it fits as well together as the stage show. There's bits that seem weird and stand out. And I've got to say, him as the Paragua guy seems a bit like, let's just throw Lin-Manuel Miranda in there. And it seems a bit like sloppy writing. But frustratingly, it's not sloppy writing, you know, because in the show, that character fits in really well. Um, so take it with a little pinch of salt, I would say. But um, it's it's great. It's really great to see a film like this being made. Um, I honestly don't remember seeing any white people in the film, which is really, really refreshing. Um, and it's it's really good to yeah, have representation. Um, the choreography and the cinematography is phenomenal. I, I was absolutely blown away by all the choreography um, and the way that they work it with the camera which is a really smart choice because if you're going to put something on film, you might as well play up to the fact that it's on film. Um, So just incredible. And I can't even really explain it, but it's almost like all the extras are dancing instead of just acting in the background. Um, You have to go and see it to make sense of it, basically. Um, I love this film. I wish they'd maybe stuck a bit more to the source material in places because I think it, it kind of unravels the show a little bit, as I've mentioned, and it doesn't need to. And I think it was probably in terms of making it accessible for a wider audience. But then I also think like, well, what's the point? What's the point in that? And also, you know, uh, Hamilton, off the success of Hamilton, it's going to bring in a crowd anyway. So anyway, yeah, go to the cinema, go see In the Heights, go with your friends, go socialise, but you know, Wear your mask, be respectful. Um, I'm going to give this film four stars out of five. Um, 
And I am also going to go and see it again, probably this week. Um, it's definitely worth going to see. You will have so much fun. Um, yes, join us next week. And we will be doing Annie next week, as promised last time. Um, I love you all. Goodbye. Wonderful. Thank you, Tom. Very good. Very good, as usual. Okay, so this little section, we want to talk about movie musicals. That's not usually a thing we do. We usually leave that to Tom. But I find it very interesting at the minute because there are so many happening. Like we spoke about in a couple of episodes, Dear Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. musical going into a movie there are also some others and I've seen kicking about some pictures and I'm pretty sure they're like suggested casts yeah people's dream casts The Little Mermaid like I think some of the cast has already been announced for the movie some of it has some of it has and some of them were taken from the little mermaid live correct Mm -hmm. yes okay so that one fine tick tick boom i do not know that show at all i I would like to no idea cinderella why are they doing another cinderella (laughs) we have many versions of cinderella why are they doing another Cinderella? Well, that's the thing. So I'm going to delve deeper into this and let you know on the next episode. But Camila Cabello as Cinderella, that's pretty cool. Sure. But what I don't find very cool is Adele Dazeem. Some of you may know her as Adina Menzel. The evil stepmother. No, I think that's good. I like that. Or what are you saying? She's done her time? <laughs> no, I'm just saying you can't be the all-popular saving the world Elsa and then be the Ah, see, no, I never think of her as Elsa. When you say Adina Menzel, I immediately think Alphaba. I wow. don't go to Elsa at all. Or Rent? Or Rent, yeah, yeah, probably it would go Alphaba, Rent, and then somewhere lower down the list would be Elsa. Yeah, fair enough. That's just how I hear it. And then in Cinderella, some weird cast. James Corden, of course, because James Corden is in everything. But Ramesh Ranganathan as a footman mouse? Interesting. I don't know if he would do something like that. I don't know. That's why it's someone's ideal casting, isn't it? Because yeah, it may never happen. <laughs> and Missy Elliott as the town crier. Yeah, don't like that. So random. It is very like, random. And what is the need like, for them to... If you're doing like a main cast list of your top people you would pick, why is a random town crier in that? Yeah. I, d- I don't know. It's very random. Very random. Matilda the musical? Yes. So we had Matilda, but it wasn't in musical form. So now they're doing it in musical form. Yes. Emma Thompson as Miss Trunchable? No. What? You don't like like that? that? No. I like that very much. I like the way Miss Trunchable is played in the musical. Ah, so you think it should be played by a male? Yes. Okay. Interesting. 
like when Craig Revel Hallward did it. True. I think now in this day and age that comes across better than the old school film Mistrunchable. Myself. Interesting. Very interesting. I like the casting, if this is true casting, of Stephen Graham as Mr. Wormwood. I think that'll work very well. But, and I think it might work better if he keeps his northern accent as well. I think that'd be very funny. Very funny indeed. It's just such an iconic part for anyone to do it in a film that isn't Danny DeVito. It's going to be, you can't do it how he did it. You can't try and copy it. You've got to bring something completely new to it that makes it a different part. I agree. Uh, So the jury's out on that one. Fair enough. Okay, moving on to Little Shop of Horrors. I mean, it looks like they've just got all the most attractive people in films and put them together. (laughs) No? All of the, like, typical attractive actors, actresses, they've just gone, yep, them, 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 in they go. Because we want this to be an attractive musical. But it's not. That's my problem with that. <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors is probably one of the least most attractive musicals. Seymour is meant to be nerdy and geeky. And that's a cool thing yeah. now. So they've put Taron Egerton <gasps> um... as Seymour. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen that that is cast. I think it is, yeah. With Scarlett Johansson is as it? Audrey. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't like that one bit. I'm sorry. I love Scarlett Johansson, not as Audrey. But. And Chris Evans. Oh, I'm never going to be Captain America, but I'll go in Little Shop of Horrors. No, Surely not is not that. doing that. Not happy. I don't think he's going to do that. I think he will. Really? He's that kind of guy to go, no, I don't want to be a superhero anymore. Well, I suppose it challenges him to do something new. True. He was really good in that film that we saw where he was a trumpet player or whatever he was. <laughs> I'll have to find out what that film was, but he was really good in that. Um, yeah. Anyone else that surprises you on that list? I mean, let's not go Dear Evan Hansen until we've seen it and the whole is Ben Platt too old thing. Um, I don't know, really. I When I watch or hear of or I'm talking about new things I really try not to have a preconceived idea of what it's gonna be like Mm -hmm. and try not to judge a book by its cover or yeah a film by its cast you know um the way I see it is people have been cast in their parts for a reason I wasn't there when there were auditions. I wasn't there when they were casting. I haven't seen the film. So I really don't want to say, no, don't like that. However, it is very hard not to have those preconceived ideas. It's very true. It's very true. Everyone is there for a reason. And that's that. We'll find out that reason when we see the films. (laughs) This is my issue with it. Why do they feel the need to turn musicals into movies why just leave musicals as musicals and movies because musicals aren't accessible to everybody whereas movies are far more accessible to more people in terms of what financially financially uh geographically yeah geographically i was going to say spatially but that's not what i meant well yeah i see what you're saying with that yeah so say you live in scotland you 
it's yeah. a long way to come to London just to see a show. So right for us, we can just hop on a train and be there. But that is the novelty of it. Yes, but you're talking about potentially flying yeah. to see a show. Yeah. Okay, so say you haven't got family to stay with, you have to get accommodation sorted, then you have to pay for the flights, then the tickets. Yeah. It's no different when we go to like Alton Towers, which is miles away. That is very different. We don't have oh. to fly to Alton Towers. You're you're doing that <laughs> thing could. where you know that actually I'm probably right, but you're okay. just trying to prove a point that I'm uh, not. Okay, a better example. Okay. The Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Okay, but what are you getting when you go to Edinburgh Fringe Festival? Shows. How many? How many do you want to see? Well, exactly. When you go to the West End, if you're getting a flight all the way from Scotland, which is going to be expensive to fly anyway... Then you're having to pay for a hotel. Even if you pay for a hotel and you see and you get an early flight, so you could just about manage to get a matinee and an evening and then a matinee and an evening and then a flight back. Yeah. That's still only four shows. But yeah. the cost of four shows, say there's just two of you, some people will be a family of four, some more. You're talking with over a thousand pounds, way over a thousand pounds, just for a couple of days. That is not accessible to many people. That's why. No. <laughs> that's no, why movie. But uh, that's why it's an event. That's why it's a, a treat. Like we don't go to the theatre all the time. We don't go to the theatre as much as I would like to. Well, especially not within the last year. Exactly. Um, but no, if we lived in Scotland, I don't think, and we didn't have family that were near London, I don't think we'd be able to go. Barely ever. Hmm. And anyway, financially, it's not the same. No, 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 not at all. But it is still educating people in the arts in some way. True. Which is better than nothing at all. Very true. I would not say, oh, I'm not going to go and bother watching that musical because I've seen the movie. No. I would never say that. I hope. If anything, it goes the other way. Exactly. And suppose people to go, oh, I saw that movie. Let's see what the musical's like. Exactly, yeah. Fingers crossed. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to delve deeper into this and let you know on the next episode what is going on with this casting. I'm going to get in touch with some celebs. Not that they ever reply, but, you know, one can try. And Christopher <laughs> Biggins, I haven't heard from you yet. Come on. Come on the show. We've, uh, we're nearly halfway through the year. So... Come and have some fun with us. Wonderful. <laughs> Lucy, thank you very much today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you very much to you, listener, for listening. Please do like, share and tell a friend about us. Tom, thank you for your section. Stay safe and we shall be in your ears again next time. Bye. Goodbye. Ah, at podcast. Bum bum of the week. Bum bum bum. Yeah.